DJ and PK brought to you in part by SNS Roofing. Their huge winter and spring sales event is going on now where you can save thousands on a new roof. Call pound 250 and say SNS Roofing for your free bid. Time now to welcome in our basketball insider, Steve Cleveland. Steve, good morning. Good morning. Steve, a lot going on since we talked to you last. Dwayne Wade buying a piece of the team. Donovan Mitchell getting hurt. Uh, the team you grew up with, the Lakers, playing the Jazz here uh, a couple of times. And let's start. Uh, let's start off first with uh, with uh, the the sale and 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 Wade buying the team. Uh, he's got celebrity. He's got star power. He's got cachet. Uh, that's an area for all the Jazz success that they might have been a little shorthanded in. It's exciting. He's a minority owner. How much does this really change the course of things, you think? Well, I think, I think just the perception that uh, I, you, know, you all know a lot more about this, but I mean, just the things that I've read and heard that, uh, that Ryan Smith and he had a relationship and that he would, consider being part of this and want to be part of it for, and I don't know all of those reasons, but I think it's such a positive thing for the community. Um, you know, I, I don't know how it's going to impact and what his role is going to be, but it sounds like he wants it to, to be hands-on and wants to be a part. And, and the fact that he was there the other night with, with Ryan uh, bodes well. I, I just think that, you know, the, the, the elephant in the closet, is, obviously in, in, in Salt Lake, which is a very diverse city, but it's always going to be something that, you know, they've had white owners there, Ryan Smith, you know, for an African-American man, well-respected, Hall of Famer, great person. Uh, they, you know, it's about relationships, it's about connections. And obviously he and Ryan have a relationship that he'd want to be a part of that because of the things he sees and the people that are in that organization. I, I think it's a, a big win for the Utah Jazz and I don't know Dwayne Wade personally, obviously, like a lot of folks, you watch him from, from afar, but he seems to have great integrity. He, he's obviously got a, uh, a wealth of experience in this league and another voice and, a, and someone that Ryan can lean on. And, I'm, you know, they may have other minority investors I'm not aware of, but someone with that kind of uh, prestige and, uh, you know, really all of his experience in basketball, I can see nothing but good things coming from it. So you bring up about the relationships, and obviously those two, uh, Ryan Smith and Dwayne Wade, did have a relationship, and so that helped uh, probably was the most significant thing in sealing the deal and getting Dwayne Wade on. And I look at the first thing we heard of, oh, man, the Jazz are going to get all these premier free agents now because of Dwayne Wade. You know, and it's probably a little overblown, but the relationship aspect of it is extremely critical and i look at recruiting whether it's a high school kid or junior college kid or a transfer portal kid to come to your school at the college level there's probably a lot of similarities there between that and recruiting free agency uh in in the nba is about relationships and and you went through this in a, in a difficult situation when you tried to recruit non-lds guys to byu what did you do in terms of that to make sure that the party, not just the player, but the party was comfortable in getting their kid, whoever it might be, to commit to come to BYU that you think might be applicable as the Jazz go out to try to recruit people? 
Well, I, I think you talked about it to start with. I mean, it's relationships and going into homes and meeting with their parents and uh, coaches and, and the players themselves. Uh, they have to be comfortable with you, and you have to be comfortable in those settings where they, specifically at BYU, yes, where, <clears throat> you know, it, 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 it's a school that had restrictions and there were things that had honor code and things that you'd have to, you know, you'd have to talk about those things. But how does an African-American or Hispanic or a foreign player fit into Provo, Utah? Are they going to be respected and loved and taken in and embraced? Or is that going to be a situation? And so those are things, those relationships, those connections are really important. And uh, I know even in Fresno, when when we had all the sanctions and things, you know, why would they come here? <clears throat> and, and And you have to sell them on a lot of different things from playing time to the environment, to teammates, to coaches. And I, I think in a small way, when you can have someone come into your organization who has incredible credibility in the NBA, Ryan Smith has incredible credibility in the business world. And he, he's obviously an avid fan and has relationships with people, but him, him coming there, and having those relationships, I mean, it just brings credibility to what's going on. It's not that there was anything wrong or that didn't happen, but it just says to the world that it's okay to come to Utah. Here is a superstar in the NBA who is not only joining the organization but buying into it, and he speaks on behalf of Brian Smith and that entire organization as well. And that, that's what you do in college. You know, you, you, you talk about the coaching staff, you talk about the goals and dreams of the program, you talk about facilities, opportunities to play. Those are all things that happen. And once you do that and you start moving forward, other recruits, and I, I promise you that it does nothing but make a positive step forward for the Jazz in maybe securing a player. It's, it's not a, <clears throat> a, a done deal, but it's certainly not going to help hurt and, and I think it's going to help a great deal that it's, it's okay to come to Utah that's a great city good people good teammates amazing coaching staff and just to hear it from another voice from someone that doesn't live in Utah that's lived in Miami and has been an NBA superstar I can't think of anything that does more for it and so you know we tried to sell those things and uh, but relationships and connections are really important and so is trust so is trust. And, you know, a lot of the NBA players aren't going to know who Ryan Smith is. Everybody knows Dwayne Wade. And when Dwayne Wade says, hey, this is a really good dude, he's honest, he's got great integrity, he loves the game, he's passionate, he wants to do special things here, that kind of endorsement, you know, Dwayne Wade all of a sudden becomes kind of a recruiter for the Jazz. And I don't know if he'll have any role in anything dealing with the team or the organization. I don't know what his role will be. But just being able to do that and speak publicly and social media and all the platforms about what a great place this is is going to do nothing but help the Jazz. Steve Cleveland, our basketball insider, joining us. Uh, Donovan Mitchell uh, went down, and it looked bad. He looked like he was in a lot of pain, had to be helped off the floor, was moving really slowly, not putting any weight on the leg. And 
Then afterwards, we hear, well, it's a sprained ankle. The x-rays and MRIs are pretty good, and he will be reevaluated in a week. And his teammates say that he was in a good mood right after the game. So should we put away what we saw with our own eyes during the, during the game, relax a little bit, and think he's probably back in 10 to 14 days? You've seen a lot of sprained ankles in your life, even though you haven't exa- examined this one, Dr. Cleveland. What do you think? <laughs> well, let me tell you this, too. First of all, here... A lot of guys haven't been hurt very often. I don't know what injuries that, that Donovan Mitchell's had, but sometimes when uh, your elite players haven't really experienced this, the first it, it's kind of shock and trauma. I mean, and it's like it goes down, oh, my gosh, you know, and it's like they maybe haven't. And, and nobody that's played this game certainly has had sprained ankles and knee issues. Most just that just happens. But here they are, you know, top of the NBA. He's having a terrific year. It goes down and, and immediately it becomes very emotional as well as physically. And, and so the despondency and you know, what's happening here. And, and then, you know, after 24 hours, things kind of settle down. They get ice on it. You know, it's going to be okay. It may be a week to 10 days. And then he can kind of smile again and go, okay, I'm going to be okay. But I think that at the moment it happens, there's a little bit of panic. And uh, knowing what's at stake and, you know, I, want, I can't miss games. I need to be out there. I mean, again, I haven't talked to Donovan Mitchell, but at the end of the day, I know when, at times when you all the injuries I had, the first thing that comes to your mind, oh, no, you know, how long am I going to be out? Is this how bad is this? And then once he sees the docs and they kind of give a prognosis of what's going to happen, you can smile again, you can breathe again and go, okay, we're going to be okay. I'm going to get this thing better. You know, because I'm sure Donovan's had sprained ankles before. But I think in that setting, uh, it's, it, it's, it can be a challenge for you. I mean, it's just you, you, all the things go through your mind that, oh, my goodness, am I going to play again? And what, what happened? How bad is it? But Palmer minds prevail, and, and uh, he's probably in a good mood right now and working on getting back as quick as he can. Yeah, especially as a 24-year-old, uh, do you have any concern about him being able to pick up where he left when he got injured? Uh, no, I, 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 I mean, I think he'll be fine. I mean, <clears throat> I, I, I just heard what you heard, and it didn't sound like it was broke. And uh, though high ankle sprains, I didn't, I don't know if it was a high ankle sprain. Those take longer to heal from. Uh, I've had a number of players that had those, and those can be more painful. But uh, you know, right now they're in, in a good spot, and they've got some depth in this team, and certainly they want to get him back. They're, you know, he may miss six, seven, eight games. But I think if you look at their schedule, uh, a lot of those games they could win without Donovan. And that depth that they have helps and the system's in place. Um, I, I think, you know, it, it seems to me everything I'm reading and hearing that he'll probably be back in a couple of weeks, maybe sooner. And he's a competitive guy, and, and he's going to want to be on the floor as quick as possible. So it's not like he's going to miss the appointments with all of his physical therapy and everything that he's got to do. He's going to want to get back out there as soon as possible. So... Uh, I don't think I don't think it's going to be a serious issue. Steve Cleveland, our basketball insider, joining us. So Saturday we turn on the Jazz and Lakers, ESPN. They schedule the second half of the season this year, which, by the way, I'd be fine if that became a normal thing. I think there's a lot of benefits to doing that. Uh, and they try to set up this game, and sure enough, AD's hurt, LeBron is hurt, Donovan is hurt, Conley doesn't play back-to-backs, they rest Gobert, so five All-Stars, and they go 0 for 5. 
I got to admit, I got sucked into it. I thought it was a wildly entertaining game. And I have to admit, I probably had a pretty poor attitude uh, at some point in the first half. Like, oh, nobody's playing in this game. Uh. And then uh, it was thorough. I was thoroughly entertained. Uh, you're, you're a Laker lifer and have been breaking them down. What would you think of that game? And does it have any impact in the long run? Uh, I'll tell you the long run what it does is for both teams, you get to see guys play that haven't played a lot of minutes. And that does nothing but good. And for the Lakers, obviously, to win that game, uh, I watched that game as well, most of it. And I, and it, it was a game that I thought both teams, I mean, it was entertaining. They played well. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Utah obviously had, a, at the end of the regulation, had a chance to win it. And, uh, you know, for, for, if you're looking at it from the Lakers perspective, they, they probably needed that win way more than the Jazz just because they're trying to get on top of things. And there's been so much inconsistency with the Lakers. You know, I think they're 5-5 five and five in the last 10 games. But it was one of those nights where they shot the ball well, they played well, and uh, they've just been so up and down. Uh, so I think there's a great benefit for the Lakers to win that game. Uh, I, I don't think – the Jazz knew they had a chance and should have won. I mean, they went away from that game going, oh, my gosh, this is a game we, we had won. But this is a mature group. And I think the Jazz have a much more mature group than the Laker group that's out there right now. I mean, you put LeBron and AD back in there, and it's a little bit different story. But at the end of the day, uh, the, the Lakers still have a propensity to just go stretches where they don't score. And they're typically a pretty good defensive team as a whole. But uh, they've just been really flaky. I mean, Kuzma one night goes for 30 and then doesn't score. He just Schroeder's been pretty solid. And uh, has helped him, but even even he has kind of been up and down. And <clears throat> I seen Caldwell, <clears throat> excuse me, seen Caldwell pull play and make baskets. I, I I'll be honest with you, the guy Caruso for the Lakers, he needs to play. I mean, he's just so solid defensively, makes good decisions, and they need him. But that was big for the Lakers to win because they're reeling. I mean, you know, who knows where they're going to finish up? But uh, I don't I don't think Utah. I'm sure they were disappointed because the nice thing, you, you start thinking about this. You got Jordan Clarkson, you've got Ingles, you've got Bogdanovich, uh, I mean, you had four guys all the time that could shoot it. And you know, we're going to be some defensive lapses and things, but I know it's not their best team, but they're still pretty good. <laughs> and they can score the basketball. And so I, I just thought that, uh, you know, missing those guys, missing Mitchell, missing Conley, missing Gobert, but those, those four, can, they can fill it up. And they kept them in the game, and they're relaxed. They're a veteran group. They weren't nervous. They had nothing to lose. They went in there and played awfully well and probably deserved to win. But for the Lakers, probably benefited more from the loss. I don't think the, the Jazz are hurt by that. I think they're going to get Gobert back for tonight, aren't they, it sounded like. Mm-hmm. And uh, if they get him back and Conley back, then uh, it, it should be a really good game and much more difficult for the, for the Lakers. I don't know how much you've been following your former player, Paul George, but, man, he has just been killing it. He's having an MVP-like season. I, I mean, I, if I think if he comes close to what he's doing in the regular season and the postseason, watch out for the Clippers. Yeah, he has been playing well. And, and, and I, you know, I, I try to stay in touch with him. And, and there's some things you can talk about and things not, but he is playing really, really well. And, and I think, too, for him, uh, he, he had some of those really good games with, without Kawhi. And I, I think it relaxed him. 
And and I think that he has to, they both, he and Kawhi, have to learn how to play together better and feed off each other. Kawhi did come back for the last game. But he has been playing well. And, and uh, you know, I, I think the only counsel I have for Paul is that he, he's such a good human being and he speaks from his heart. And I, and I think that sometimes at that level uh, where there's 50 cameras and microphones around you, that he can help himself just by being real simple with post. You know, he, he, he'll share everything. He's so transparent. And then it gets interpreted 20 ways, and the media, you know, kind of gets all over him. But, but even the media can see that he's playing well, and uh, he just gives too much information in these press conferences. And, and that's just Paul. I mean, he's just he's an honest kid. He's a good person. And sometimes that gets him into a little bit of trouble. But I'm really happy because what he went through last summer and that team went through and Paul took a big hit last summer from media and social media and everybody. So for him to come back and play like this, I'm really proud of him. I know that's not an easy environment to be in. We forget they're still, you know, young people. And they have feelings, they have families, and sometimes Paul will – share things and be so transparent that he becomes really vulnerable and then he gets pounded on and listen we, we were lying to ourselves we don't think these kids are on social media platforms and hearing things and uh i mean i used to i tell new head coaches you cannot be on social media i mean it's, it's a big part of it today but you you cannot get caught up in that because it can just destroy you as a person and so i hope paul can deal with that and continue to play well because he, he is a great guy and he's a hard worker and his intentions are good and it's just fun to see him kind of rebound from a really tough summer that they came off well steve as always we appreciate a little bit of time and uh you know i don't know that paul's watching fred rogan's sunday night show or uh, reading the la times i think the social media is what's getting to these guys um, yeah, and and maybe to some degree, what they say to the media, then it gets translated to social media. So there's a little bit of that, probably. The other thing I'd say to you, uh, you know, I I really did hear a little bit of your Laker fandom there. You know, I I know you think the Lakers are wildly inconsistent, but I think missing the two stars, 500 was the most they could hope for. They're pulling that off, and they're inconsistent because they don't have these elite players. And Portland and Dallas are letting them off the hook, losing three out of they four are. and losing five out of seven. You're gonna you're gonna be the four or the five seed. I don't know if you're gonna have home court in the first round, but I don't no. think the Clippers are gonna let the Nuggets make a move. So it's gonna be Nuggets Lakers in the playoffs. I think LeBron yeah. already knows it. You should just sign off on it. You'd be a lot more you'd be a <laughs> lot more relaxed. Right. I think you're right. I, I mean, you know, I am a little more hypercritical of a team that I grew up loving and. But, I, you know, I, I'll be honest with you, and I'm not saying this because I lived in Utah, or, but I I mean, in terms of an organization, I mean, I just, I love the Jazz. I love the players. I love their organization, everything they're doing and what they're getting out. And uh, it, it would be a difficult deal. But, yeah, you know, when you've grown up since you're about four or five years old and following the Lakers and following the Dodgers, it's hard to get that out. I, I, <laughs> it's hard to be neutral. I'm more upset with the Lakers often that I am happy with them. But uh, uh, you're right. You're absolutely right. If if they end up with the four or five spot through all this and those two guys come back healthy, uh, they'll make another run at it. Steve, we appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us. 
Thanks. See you. Steve Cleveland, our basketball insider, joining us every week right here on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. We'll get you up to date on everything you missed in this show. Dwayne Wade, the Jazz resting players, a sensational baseball series, and the health report for the Jazz for tonight's game. And we will get to that next.